0: Hi, my name is Horst, I'm an engineer, and in Stuttgart I work for Daimler Benz. And I can proudly announce this punk talk for bad mongos. Rock on!
1: Radio
0: Hello everybody, this is Jebesta from Jugend szengach nabem wien bringing you the second episode of Tuberjugend Radio live from the city of Cologne in Germany, the gate capital of Germany um, a little bit tired today but I've got a good reason for that. Just came back from the Welt Tuberjugend Tage yesterday and uh, I really have to say after, I've been to actually eight Truber Jugendtage. This was my ninth Truber Jugendtage. Stupid enough that I missed the first one, but I have to say, after having had time to contemplate and think about it, I really have to say the Truber Jugendtreffen, as it's now called, were by far the best that ever took place in the beautiful city of Hamburg. So why is that? Let me give you some facts. We had 800 Jugendliche from all over the planet from well Australia, the USA, from Mexico. We had them from all over all over Europe actually. We had them from Finland. We had them from Switzerland. We had them from France. We had them from Austria. We had them from Germany. We had them from Norway. We had them from Sweden. We had them from Poland. We saw Jugendliche from and now switching over the Atlantic. We had them from San Francisco. We saw people from Mexico. We saw people from well, any all over the planet, and that uh, this made uh, the Well2Big and Antigua number no. nine so special for me. I mean, it's the intensity of the crowd, and the camaraderie, of course. And I also have to say that it was a pleasure to uh, see all the new Yugans really fitting well in into the whole picture. We've got the uh, Moonshiner discussion and the Moonshiner topic um, over, so that was no issue issue um, at all. We saw Chub Negro play. On the Saturday at the Grünspan, and guys and, and the ladies who are listening. If you if you haven't been there, uh, just log on the internet and read it, uh, see the pictures and check out all the sweaty the sweaty naked bodies. And the reason for that was not your typical gay behavior and wanting to get nude by for 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 no reason. But it was the fucking heat, the fucking heat of the concert. Not only the music was hot, but there was clearly the hottest concert of Tur- Negro, at least of what I have ever experienced. Uh, we had 56 degrees. This is in Celsius, 50 freaking 6 degrees at the concert. What that meant is that you would be like trying to dance through a whole concert. I'm one of those guys who hits the pit. But of, after three or four songs, you were just not able to continue because your heart, you really had to fear that your heart will stop beating. So, the nice thing was that if you walked out of, out of the concert, like not out, out of the building, but you, as soon as you left the pit, uh, you had like strangers, Jugendliche, um, strange, uh, yeah, strange Jugendliche and Jugendliche you wouldn't know, they would just pick up ice and rub it on your naked body. That was actually beautiful. So you didn't even have to ask. You got free drinks, everybody was sharing drinks, and you got the ice. They would rub ice all over your body. And uh, if you're like really lucky, and I would have to say I was uh, getting lucky a lot on that weekend, I had beautiful males, not so many females, but I think that's okay. I had so many males, males licking the sweat of my uh, naked upper body, and I really have to say this was a real pleasure. We get all the naked, Body, but, uh, belly rubbing in, which is also a secret hobby of, uh, um, of, uh, for me. So um, whoever has, who, whoever was not there, really honestly, and I am feel sorry for them, but I have to say, you missed the greatest. I, I got the chance to talk to um, Tony after the show and I talked to Euroboy after the show and to Tommy. And they were all mentioning that the heat was insane they were really, inst- he was really insane at the concert. But they have had, uh, at least Euroboy told me because he's been around with the band longer. Back in the days in the, in the US, they had the um, quite intense uh, um, hot concerts in smaller clubs. But honestly, for me as a person, I have never ever uh, experienced anything comparable to this concert. Not only the heat, but also the selection like the atmosphere it was bigger than canoes last year, but the atmosphere was awesome. It was very intense. It was very, well, humid. And um, they played an actual really decent set. They played um, they, as far as I, if you, I judge it, they had a really perfect combination uh, um, combination of old and uh, new songs, especially the second song they played, they played just um, just flash. Uh, from an old album and I have to say I've not heard that in ages and I was really bringing the, almost the tears of joy But it was so so sweaty. So it was probably the tears of pain in my eyes but we had a blast um, This episode of the um, Truby Jürgen Radio Show we will focus on mainly Hamburg on the Bell Truby Jürgen We uh, uh, will be having a Truby discussion on what is the best beer in Hamburg? We got some nice lads from the UK over to um, actually judge and uh, find out w- which is the best beer of Hamburg. And um, the producer of the podcast, uh, Benge from Tubig and Second Knaben Wien, he got the chance to talk to Tommy Manboy about um, his role with Turbo Negro, and uh, we'll. Um, Finish the podcast with uh, some information of Turbojugend in Mexico. We will be talking to Juan, or or, uh, in his regular name, but he's called uh, Pandemon666, from Turbojugend Satanica in Mexico. So, uh, again, sit down, grab a beer, close your eyes, and listen to the second episode of Turbojugend Radio. The Forum. Deathpunk talk and gossip. Turbojugend discussion for in the second episode uh, last time we talked about Turbojugend and Nazis and we're gonna change the topic up uh, because we were uh, told that uh, we should not stick to two serious topics so what we will be doing today is we will be judging and asking for which beer which beer from Hamburg is actually the best one and uh, I see everybody's drinking Astra all the time and I sort of wonder if this is really the case so what we did we invited uh, three truber jugend members um, from uh, uh three jugends i uh, will introduce them later and ask them uh which beer they would actually prefer we have five beers we have uh, obviously astra we have becks we have holsten we have flensburger and we have the northern german beer of yever and what we asked those guys is uh to drink this is a blindfold test so they don't know actually what they're drinking they will be starting to drink the beers and they will rank the beers out of taste in the, in the in the sequence of one to five and we'll find out which is the best beer of Hamburg the best beer of northern Germany so let's get it on so here we sit in the park of Blanten and Blomen in front of the true minigolf mini golf tournament after uh, three uh uh, to be who, who will be do the, doing the tasting in front of me. I'm now asking them to introduce themselves and then we can start with the beer tasting.
2: Okay, uh, Duncan from uh, TJ Aberdeen, or Hawks or Two Hawks, uh, everybody knows. If you don't know me, tough shit.
3: Uh, Aidan from TJ Altero, U666, and TJ Olomots from uh, New Zealand and Czech Republic.
2: Hawk from TJ Stoutkonsant, known as Professor Yaffle.
0: All right, so there are profound uh, uh, persons who know really their shit and they know beer and we'll start with the beer number one, which is going to be handed out uh, to the contestants and what will what they'll do, they just uh, will take a sip now, drink the beer and maybe describe what they feel. Mr. Hans?
3: It, uh, it tastes a lot like beer. It's kind of, it doesn't have a lot of flavor, it's kind of a bit watery and but it's, it's okay, it goes down easy at this time of the day.
2: Yeah, okay. it is, it's, it's very bland. <laughs> There's not much taste to it. Okay. It just tastes like beer, but not very good beer. So it's boring. So it must be Astra. <laughs> okay. It's a lager, and I quite like it, it <laughs> because it's boring.
0: <laughs> okay, so what they'll do, they'll just uh, put the glass down and, and get the, uh, oh, the next... Na- <laughs> it's yeah, finished. It's finished. <laughs> so, no, it, so they get the second glass now. And what it's they are glass. asked now is they that glass. It is a glass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of.
0: So glass number two? That tastes bear, actually.
2: better actually. <laughs> better? Yeah, it does taste better. Yeah, it's nice. Thank you. It
3: has it has some more flavor. It's still. Uh, it's hard coming from Czech Republic, but it's still, it's, still, it's still pretty watery, but it does have a bit more flavor. It's
2: certainly better than the last.
3: I think it's Augustina.
2: To be honest, it tastes pretty much the same as the last one.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, doesn't make it easier. We'll go with the beer number three. We'll just hand it out to the uh, contestants now.
3: If I drink all five of them, you know, i can be sick.
2: No, you've been you would,
0: would, not, would not have been the first well, time. What a, what
2: a question to ask.
0: <laughs> All right. Duncan, have you tried it? No, I think it, it's got a better smell. It's got a bad smell? A better smell? A better a better smell. smell. Okay, a that's smell. good. That's nice, actually.
2: It's <laughs> nice? Yeah, can I have a point of that? <laughs> yeah, we'll have more of that, so <laughs> we can hook nice. you up with it. It's it's like that.
3: It yeah. is certainly the best beer so far. But it's the one I feel like throwing up more on, so I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I, I'm gonna say, there's been a lot of beers already today, it's fucking hot as fuck. So, we're gonna say it's a good thing. It's certainly
2: my favorite out of the three, but I suspect that it's going to taste horrible in the morning.
0: <laughs> okay. Good, so it looks like number, beer number three would be the uh, favorite, but we'll talk about this in the, on the, in the end. Because the, the the challenge is to rank the beers, actually, afterwards.
2: Oh, right. okay. Okay. I'm in there. You have been
0: at a brewery this morning? All oh, right, the highest, yeah? Nope. nope. That tastes like shit. <laughs> can, can you repeat that? I, the, I think the macro didn't get that. Tastes like shit. Beer <laughs> number four?
3: Tastes like shit. It's like dirty water. Like the drinking the fucking Danube. Alright, so you probably have experienced that. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want
2: to ask. Hog? I think it tastes like the Trent. And obviously the Trent's
3: a much cleaner river than the Danube. Okay. It's got a fucking nasty aftertaste. Like you taste it and it tastes like nothing. And then just afterwards it tastes
0: fucking horrible. Fucking horrible. Alright, so beer number 4 is regarded as uh, river water. We'll send a letter to the brewery because I know what beer number 4 is.
2: It does yeah, all right. Different, different The last okay.
0: one. It's the last beer. It's beer number five.
2: Ah, never late.
0: Ooh, Duncan is uh, contemplating and really, really careful. soaking it in. I don't know what to say about that one.
2: Is that a good sign? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that at all, actually. <laughs> I don't okay. know what... No. Uh, it's a just a
0: no. A little bit more fresh than yeah we, than that before but i go with that. Also yeah, awful. Yeah, I don't like that. It could it be so. astra. Yeah. Okay, so the no, could I be don't. astra. I,
3: I I fucking disagree with the Scottish cunt. I think it's uh it's nice, it's it's subtle, it has some nice afternotes. Subtle. Uh, it's subtle. But I don't yeah, even know yeah, the just... word. Work work on your fucking palate, mate. If you think if you don't think it's subtle then you're probably drinking like too many fosters or some shit like that.
2: Hawk, as a fellow Scottish cunt, I disagree with the other Scottish cunt too. I think it's it's the smoothest one of the five and my favourite.
0: Really? So number five is your favourite? Yeah. Well, you can have. All right. So the contestants are now uh, going back. and are contemplating about their judges. What they're doing now? They're discussing uh, the beer tastes and doing their. Uh, each of the three contest- contestants are doing their private sequence of uh, preferred beers, and uh, I'll just walk over them to them and ask them to actually uh, rank uh, the beers for me. So, right, Aiden, you're the first we one. About this in- which
3: uh, uh, which is your favorite beer? So I'm going to go with five as the top. Five. It was, I thought it was, I thought it was subtle, it was nice, and, yeah, it had some, yeah, I'm, I'm a wanker now, I live in Czech Republic, I have good beer all the time, so, if you had a good start of Pramen or maybe a sriyani or something, it would have been better, but, for Hamburg, it was okay. Then, three, three, two, one, from the most flavorsome to the least flavorsome. One tasted like water, but it was okay as well. And four was fucking disgusting. Yeah. Four can fuck right off. I don't. I don't even care what four is. I never want we to drink to this beer down. ever again. We
1: have, we have to write
3: it down the count. Here.
0: Okay. Um, so you 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 picked beer number five as your favorite. Five, five. And I can. Uh, all five,
3: right. Three, three, two, one, four.
0: So Hawk, what is your
2: uh, sequence of the beers? I must confess that I'm not a big drinker of Lager but personally. I preferred number five, then number four, despite what other people have said. Then number one, two, <laughs> and three. Fli- three was quite flavoursome. But, I should, like I say, it, it, it's going to taste nasty afterwards.
0: I can tell. Okay, so, so you've been writing this one down. Fuck off! So five, four, five, four, one, one
2: two, three. One, two, three, okay.
0: So, okay, and uh, Duncan, your last one. I need your order okay. now. Ten. To be honest, I, can't I can that drink that any of them, last. but not number yeah, four. I mean, number four know, tastes like fucking it. shit. Well, so, I it from, the, from, like, from, the, uh, from the yeah, bottom, yeah, so they four they is they your last choice.
2: Then three,
0: two, one.
2: I don't even know about number five.
0: But number five is your favourite?
2: I think number one is the
0: easiest one to go down. Easiest one to drink.
2: Okay.
3: Chuck Better or something. Go
2: to like five. Number one is the best. It's In my state, just now, it's the easiest one to drink. I'm doing I'll one, do, two, five, one. three, four. And three yeah. Beer. Okay. Four. I do not want fucking four again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, funny. so four is by far the worst beer.
2: Okay.
0: So now
3: tell us like. What are, the, what are the beers? Okay, what are the beers? Is this awful? Yeah. So, uh, I'm gonna say Astra was three. Yeah, that's no. No? no? no. Was that four? One. No. One. It was yeah. one. Yeah.
0: So Astra, the beer Astra was actually number one. This? And only Duncan likes Astra the most.
3: You picked one. Yeah. Uh,
0: Estras, but Astra is fucking horrible. Astra yeah, is fucking like Estra. horrible. As uh, you judged it you know. actually on position, on, on, uh, position 4. You have to yes. Yeah. So you don't like it. You like Yever actually. It tastes like fucking water. Yes. I and uh, water, it, yes. it turns out that Hawk, because Hawk uh, also took number 5, it uh, becomes clear that beer number five is actually the winner, which is Yever, which is kind of interesting, because it's a kind of herb beer. But it turns out that Astra is by no means, or by, only by Duncan means, uh, his favorite beer. So back in the city of Cologne, I can uh, sum up the somehow chaotic uh, blindfold beer testing that took place in uh, Blanten und Blumen in the city of Hamburg. So as you heard, ladies and gentlemen, the winner is Yever. Gieber is a small town in northern Germany uh, that has a locally quite famous beer. Um, pretty bitter I think but obviously um, quite tasty to the taste of the contestants. Number two is Astra. Um, comes up a little bit surprising to me since I keep hearing uh, complaints about uh, the taste of Astra after the third bottle. Usually people switch away. Um, from Astor uh, after I after, after had a few sips. Um, number three is um, Bex. Bex international beer everybody should know that so no explanation necessary uh, there. Number four is Flensburger or Flens as they call it. It's a um, it's quite small but in Germany quite, kind of uh, uh, recognized beer Uh, from Flensburg, which is a um, small town at the border of Denmark, which uh, it also has a kind of unique taste to it, I think. And uh, number five is Holsten. Holsten is a uh, local beer from Hamburg and it's brewed in the city of Hamburg and as as far as I'm um, informed, Holsten, the Holsten Brewery bought Astra. But um, obviously the beer tastes like crap as the contestants uh, came to the conclusion they all hated it so uh, thanks again for the um, to the contestants for the beer tasting Um one thing uh, that I have to say is that Astra is obviously in everybody's uh, mouths as the um, uh, visiting Hamburg for the Veltur but honestly it's it's not the the best beer of the city but anyway the brand ov- obviously uh, tells a different story so everybody at least when they start drinking beers They take to Astra. Turbjugend update. So let's move over to the next segment of Turbjugend radio. Bengel from Turbjugend Sängergram Wien was hanging out in front of Fred Schlemmerack and uh, was talking to people as he discovered a quite familiar face just across the street leaning on a car. He looked closely and yes. It was Tommy Manboy, who was just hanging out with the crowd and talking to people. Thank God, Bengal had his microphone with him and got the chance to talk to him.
1: Hallo und servus to all of you. This is Bengel from Jugend Sanger Knabenwien. As Chip already said, we were lucky enough to get the chance to talk to Tommy Manboy, who was a little bit aside the crowd at Fred Schlemreck, talking to a guy from Guatemala, who you will sometimes here during the interview. We were sitting on a couch on the street uh, in front of a bar named Barbara Bar. Um, as some of you uh, probably know, Tommy isn't a new face within Tubo Negro. He toured with them long before as a guitar tech for Euroboy and also as the drum tech of Chris Summers. So uh, Tommy uh, starts to talk about Chris Summers. He's
4: well. a really good friend of mine from all days, all of them since I was 15. Yeah. So and then, uh, so I played in many punk bands, and then, then uh, so they always helped us a lot, and we really loved Turbo Negro since we were kids. So, yeah. So then, so then I started working with them as well. It's really like it's always been like in their group of friends, and even me and Thomas celebrated Christmas together in the bar, and we did a lot of stupid shit early on. So, so, yeah, so actually, the thing that I joined was actually I played with Knut and Thomas with different stuff before when I was younger and then and then uh, we tried when, when turbos quit when Hank stopped doing it, then um, me, Knut and Thomas uh, started a new band with Nick Oliveri called the Germans mm-hmm. and then but that that didn't uh, <laughs> end up well because uh, yeah, whatever but. And then, so then we were all like, fuck, what should we do now? And then, and then Tom and Knoop were like, fuck this, let's just do turbo again. So then it just—it felt just like natural, like, yeah, because we already started playing some of the songs that is on the new album we already made for the other band. So it's actually just like a thing we did since that, that didn't work out and then let's, no, let's do, do turbo. So then we started making songs and then we were actually supposed to try different singers. But then Tom was like, what about Tony? He's like a good old friend yeah. from London. Cool. We were like, yeah, pff, why not? Let's bring him in. So we flew him over. And then, uh, yeah, we were like, yeah, why out. not? Let's do the punk way with the blah. It's like, fuck that. Let's do it. So that's that's actually how I joined it. And then, yeah. So you
1: travelled uh, before with them, just as, as uh, like, a, like a tech or like
4: yeah. a friend? Or... Yeah, like a tech since then. Uh, I, I used to play with punk fans still, mm. but then uh, I, didn't, I didn't earn money on that, it was just like for fun, as I like it. <laughs> and then and then, uh, and then like, I needed a job when I did tours, so I was just like, hey, can I just do guitar take or drum tech? They were like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So then I did that when I was home, I was like, yeah. I go on tour with them and do that, and they pay me, and then I can tour with my bands, and yeah, it was really nice, cool, I saw them when they were good and bad and good and bad, you know, that so I learned how the, how it works. Okay, way, you
1: know. so actually, what is your favorite song?
4: Hard, it's the same, like, say the best ACDC song, it's right. impossible for me, it's just like, ACDC is a good band. It's many cool. You know what I mean. So I don't have I don't have a favorite song. So let's put it maybe let's let's put it this way. What is your favorite song to play? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, cool, cool,
4: cool. In Muraska, da. All right.
2: No, we never play that.
4: <laughs> so that's why it's the favorite because
1: you never play it,
4: or? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's cool. It's up. It's like. It's Like all all the like the, the normal zones that it's supposed to like get it on is like an easy song to play like it's because the crowd is really into that, and then i don't know it's a, it's different it actually depends each show mm-hmm.
1: we haven't been the only ones uh, who spotted Tommy Manboy uh, so we got interrupted several times uh by yougen's greeting and uh Talking uh, to the man behind the drums. In 2012, um, at Nova Rock festival in Austria, I met Tommy Manboy by uh, coincidence uh, while watching uh, Metallica. Uh, back then, he told me that uh, he is looking forward uh, to the Welt Tube Jugendtage, where they will play two full concerts in one night. Uh, I was uh, one of the uh, lucky ones uh, who sh- uh, saw both shows, uh, <laughs> which was awesome and intense uh, as you can easily imagine. Uh, so I asked him again uh, how he felt after the two shows in 2012.
4: The thing is, uh, the, I used to play drums since I was a kid all my life but then I started playing guitar with punk bands so I hadn't played drums in a rock band for like five or six years I was really out of shape so that that's what when we were like to, we had to play two shows like one and a half hour two times I was just like because normally I played in punk bands we only played 30 minutes yeah because that was like we're done so it's just really hard but now I've done it a lot so now it's okay again but that was just I was Dead. I couldn't. I couldn't move. Just like... What, what, uh, what uh,
1: did you do afterwards? After, after the two gigs, went uh, to yeah. bed, sleeping. No,
4: <laughs> I got shit faced. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So that lead, leads me to the last question, um, and the last question is uh, why? What means uh, your your like uh, stage makeup?
4: It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's just like a, it's actually yeah, it's just like a, it's actually a little bit from Chris, because I really loved Chris and he's a really good friend of mine. And I always really liked Chris Summers, so and he also used that scarf thing a lot of times. Yeah. So I just thought, like, dude, it's like I really liked his things. So I just just a little bit to fit in. From his old stuff. Actually, where is Chris right now? He's uh, he's in Oslo. He got a kid, and he works in a bar with his brother. Okay. He's he's doing really good. He's uh, he's just uh, yeah. He was just tired, and he's doing good. Okay. As you could hear, Tommy Manboy
1: revealed a lot of interesting facts about him and Turbo Negro. So I'd like to thank him for being so natural and uh, easy to talk to. Although Chris Summers, uh, at least in my eyes, uh, was a kind of a role model, uh, Tommy uh, didn't just follow his footsteps. He deserves absolutely the same spotlight. Thanks, Tommy Manboy.
0: Well, thank you, Bengal, for picking up the one and only Tommy Manboy in the filthy streets of Hamburg. We're now shifting over to the next segment, Turbojugend Worldwide where we'll try to get a hold of uh, various activities of Turbojugend all over the planet. This time we go to Mexico.
2: World
4: Worldwide!
0: We're shifting over to um, South America, Mexico that is. Am I speaking to pandemon 666 now? Hey guys. So, uh, what's happening dude, where are you?
5: Right now I'm at the beach. Um, we decided to, to take a, a couple of days off, the drama queen, the first lady, and myself. And uh, we're gonna, we've been here for a couple of days, we're gonna be here a couple, more days before going back to to Guadalajara where, where we live.
0: So you're just doing a weekend trip, a longer weekend trip?
5: Yep, that's right.
0: Uh, but you, are you having your Kutas with you or did you leave them at home?
5: No, we, we did bring the, the best, but so far we haven't brought them out because it's too hot, but we're wearing sailor hats all, all the time.
0: Well, that's, that's, a, that's a good attitude, that's how we like it. So, um, so when's, when's the last time you saw Turbo Negro play? Because um, fi- I, I, f- I figure that they're not playing as, as often in uh, South America as you would like to.
5: No, they, they haven't been south of the border or south of the continent at all. Uh, the last time we saw them was probably, what, what two weeks ago, uh, before the, the punk rock bowling. We went there for the um, uh, San Diego show at mm-hmm. uh, the House Blues and uh, also at the LA show in Los Angeles. How far, was, uh, how far? How far is cool. it if you if you go there?
0: How, how did you get there?
5: Oh, we, we flew. We we went there by plane. Um, it went. It was me and my wife. Uh, yeah, the drama queen. Also, Victor, my brother, and and his wife. And they have a. They started their own little Jugend uh, a few months back. So it was the first time they they really brought the jackets out. It's Turbo Jujan MMA, for mixed martial arts. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yes, you, so you you have you have two Jugends in your family, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's, pretty much. That's impressive. I well, tip the, your hat to the, you.
5: These, these two guys, I mean, my brother and and his wife enjoy. That's what they do for a living, uh, martial arts and and all that. They have a gym and and that stuff. So, uh, he well, actually, I don't know if you saw those pictures on on Facebook, of my brother wedding wearing the the jacket in Abu Dhabi, in Arabia.
0: Oh, I think I have to check this out. But maybe you, we can post it on the, um, in the in the on the Facebook page again. So yeah. yeah so you try... That
5: was one of the scariest things he ever done. What happened? Well, tell, asking people to to shoot pictures of him in, in the middle of uh, I think it was a mosque or something like that. He went nuts him. And- okay. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah.
0: So I figure that it's kind of hard for you guys to from from South America to to go and see the band play. Um, how many times have you done it?
5: It's it's, it's actually a, a very big challenge um, because well, the first is logistics and uh, the other one is money. It's usually the U.S. So depending on on which side of the U.S. they're they're playing, for instance, for us going to a New York show, it's it's totally impossible. It's too expensive to go all the way there. So usually it's either in California or in Texas. Mm-hmm.
0: So I've um, seen them. You've the seen them.
5: I... Yeah. Go ahead.
0: you so you've seen them in Texas as well.
5: Yes. Uh, I've seen them um, three times in Texas. Uh, one for the Fun 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 Fest that was in November last year. We drove to that, and it was good 15, 16 hours of driving. Okay. Um then before that I did fly and that was for a fun 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 no, sorry, for a south by southwest. And that was back in two thousand and six I think. That's I started the the Satanica Atlanta love relationship with Gary Jackson and uh, and also the rest of the guys, Chris Jackson and, and his wife and, and also of course Mika who's one of our most cool members for Satanica. And uh, then also to California, to Anaheim, a little bit before that, that's when... Actually, that was my first tour of you can, like...
0: Uh, Gathering or, or meeting?
5: Yeah, because after that, I did go to, to Hamburg, but it wasn't for a Jugendtag. I, the, the two times I've been in Europe, um, the times have been wrong, so i either gone, like, too early for a Jugendtag or too late for a Jugendtag.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, will you ever uh, make it to to be Are you planning on going there, or are some of you guys going there?
5: We we would love to. Um, this year is going to be a little bit complicated because we have a uh, the the wife and I have a turbo baby on the oven. Oh, and, nice uh, to hear. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. So yes, it's it's it's, it's going to be a girl, and we're all excited. And uh, it was it was pretty good because the baby was enjoying turbo, ne- turbo negro a lot over the at los angeles and
0: at uh, san diego so she, she was like a uh, pogo dancing and 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 and, and, and in, in the in the belly so she felt it yeah
5: jumping in the
0: belly well that's a good sign though so congratulations on that and um how many um tell me about the um the situation of uh, the turbo Yugans in, in mexico how many Yugans are there are you meeting with other countries there do you have something like a a, a bigger gathering or like developed to be you can target in the in a form for uh, South, South America
5: okay absolutely um there's it's, it's getting better I think um, a few years ago it was just weird and and it's also funny because when people see your jacket it's like are you bikers and we're like no we're like a gay club I mean a biker gay club without motorcycle mm-hmm. so, that's not funny in, in a country that's so macho and Catholic like Mexico, right? The second uh, question you get is why isn't that name in Spanish? What the hell is and then you laugh it off and say it's Norwegian. And it's like what? Why? So a lot of explanation there. Mm-hmm. Um, the the way it's it's right now the, the, the way it's working here in, in Mexico is that we have well satanica split into two chapters. So half of the the chapter is in is in León, which is my hometown, but I moved to to Guadalajara. Also, Trubouin MMA is there, Victor and and his wife. But pretty much, uh, Satanica in B J X X X. That's León, the airport code. It's uh, it's run by by Iggy, by Living Dead Iggy. Uh, probably you've seen his his stuff around Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, here in Guadalajara, it's, it's mainly run by, by me with, with the VP, with, with Javier Cole, and Alex from the Civile, and, uh, and all the rest. So it's two big, let's say, two big chapters now. Um, here in Guadalajara, we have about 18 members now. Alone is, is a little bit closer close to 10 or 11 members. Now, in the past six months with the Ambassador Project, which I'm a part of as well, uh, we were able to resurrect two chapters in Mexico City, and that was pretty cool. Uh, one of them was it's, uh, uh, very old, or... Yeah, not not old, but, but uh, and they have been around, which is uh, from and Aslan. And um, we were able to, to bring him up. Actually, uh, Akin has just ordered his jacket. Now, there's also TurboHugan Sinners in Mexico City, and they have four members now. And we also resurrected Turbo in Mexico City, and uh, it's going to be four members with jackets as well. So it's, it's getting there. Uh, we've been receiving uh, some more communications and emails from people around the country with interest in, in either joining the existing chapters or uh, creating their, their own chapters, which, which is what we're pretty much telling people because I think that it's not cool to for instance have a jacket from Mexico City if you live more than let's say 600 kilometers away up north and uh, or even farther away I don't know maybe kilometers like in Monterey or or in the north part of the sea um, yeah, so, so, I,
0: so why not why not found found your own chapter then because you're as, as, as I would I would think that you probably will not know the people anyway, so it makes more sense to them to start their own to get their own thing going. I mean, t- me being uh, like living in Cologne and being the president of uh, the Jugend Jugoslav Knab in Vienna, like which is a thousand kilometers away, but at least I founded it, so I'm I'm uh, basically living in the exile. But for new for new Yugos it makes total sense to me. I get get it totally. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any contact with yougens from Argentina or Peru? Um,
5: we do hang out with with Kathy. We haven't met yet. Um, also from from the chapters from Buenos Aires, uh, Roberto Viera from he has a band called Los Asesinos, and also Nat, Natalia from well, I guess she calls herself T.J. Natas. A little bit there. Also with the, the chapters of Resurrecting from Brazil, uh, we okay. do get a lot of contacts. However, what? the distance is is not very helpful. Let's say that that for for me to travel to Peru is kind of complicated because it's expensive. So uh, if if I have to put it on a balance, I would rather go to see a turbo show in the U. S. Makes sense.
0: Yeah, totally. How far is it?
5: Um, well, the the thing that a flight to to the U. S. Probably is going to be around two or three hours versus six or seven hours to south america and then the expense factor of course
0: yeah I get, I get that so do you think that the tony um joining the band and the, and the new and the them playing in the u.s a lot does it have a big influence on turbo turbo jugend in south america
5: yes it has i, I think uh, one of the, the things that always have been big is, is the uh, for instance the exposition of, of turbo union or i mean turbo negro in the Jackass movies and and in those those shows like Ridiculousness and and the Jackass and all those, um, now that, that we have Tony on board and there's more expensive touring, I think it's it's a, it's a little bit like what happened, maybe not as big as as 2002, with the Resurrection tour and all that, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it's getting more attention. I, and I do feel that they even touring the U.S. more than for instance in 2007. Definitely, on,
0: uh, definitely. Mm-hmm.
5: Through the retax shows.
0: Yeah, so that, reach, this, that this reaches out to you and you can feel the impact of them focusing more on the on the U.S. now. And do you have any scheduled meetings or happenings uh, this year in South America which you would like to tell people about?
5: Actually, um, they we do. Um, for instance, well, this by the closing of the year, we kind of already partied a lot, <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the actual, let's say satanica meeting is in May, and uh, that was the same week actually the turbine airplane and the Venus and we were there. So the rest of the chapter are hard. Now a week before that we had uh, the infamous Darren Sanders from uh, Atlanta, and uh, also we were able to give Bill you know, uh, Campbell's jacket to him. Uh, he requested it to to Tom like a year ago. Chuck had told me let's let's get this done. We never did that. And Motorhead playing from La uh, coming to to Tom. So he was that, <laughs> and uh, I still I'm getting teased by the wife to, to this day because I was so nervous and, and they acted like a, a dumbass and I couldn't speak and I was just in so, awe what? because Motorhead is one of my. Favorite bands ever. So,
0: so were you, were you on stage or just uh, just meeting them at some other place?
5: No, backstage, like five minutes before they went on to play.
0: Okay, and the, 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 was he taking notice or was he like acting all rock star and acting all cool?
5: No, no, no. He was he was just amazing. Actually, he was a gentleman. Uh, when when we shot the pictures, he said no, no, ladies go in the middle. So he uh, pulled Yemma by the arm very gently and put placed her in the middle of us. Uh, that was that was very very cool. He wore the jacket and, and even though it was a little bit big because we got uh, I guess the, the sizing wrong, mm-hmm. uh, just loved it and uh, he left when he saw in Wales and Lord Acton like the way he, his his first strap says and all that. So it was very very cool.
0: So very cool, very cool to hear from South America. What we'll um, be doing within the next, actually the the future, we'll be talking. We'll try to talk to each other uh, at least. Um, um twice every half year so we'll try to do this on a monthly basis to get um information and um news and updates from each and every continent um um pandemon666 i wish you a like a good vacation have a nice weekend and um i really really um hope to talk to you soon and if anything comes up if you have any events or want to promote anything just hit me up and we'll do a radio talk again
5: absolutely absolutely we'll we'll take care of that and and same here i mean whenever you guys want to come uh, anyone that wants to travel to mexico just hit us up and uh we're awesome tour guides and we like to party so
0: okay that's noted and that this is going to be brought into into the turbo guide world so you heard that if you want to go to mexico just um hit um pandemon666 up and you will all set all right so take care and i'll talk to you soon
5: okay big hugs and uh Have a good
0: one guys. Yeah. See you. Forever. Yeah. Bye. Bye. So that was Pandemon666 who was talking to us from the beautiful beaches of Mexico. Um, Eventually he made his way to Hamburg to develop and we got the chance to to meet him for the first time and uh, I personally had a real blast with him so thank you for coming and hope to see you um, Pandemon 666 very very soon. Um, To end this podcast let me take the chance to thank uh, Mutti and Videl who were organizing the welt Treffen this year it was an awesome really really awesome um, extravaganza we had um, over 800 member, Turbjugend members attending uh, the event. We had a boat trip on the uh, Saturday which was organized by Turbjugend Tannheim. We had 99 sailors sailing on this uh, cruise at the harbor of Hamburg. So that was really nice. Unfortunately we had also t- a few uh, things I would like to mention that didn't really went well. First of all, if you guys are, are organizing some, so, some sort of event or concert, and if you guys are hiring security, please make sure those guys know what know what to do, because at the Velturbejugend, stage, I saw two of them, two of them, securities, manhandling one member of uh, Turbejugend, because he was stage diving, they pulled him out of the crowd. Um, I mean, you can do that, you can talk to them. But um, or to to the to to people stage diving. But what they did, they just uh, pulled him out of the building. They were like manhandling him and beating him to, um, into a not on, not into a pulp, but they were really severely beating him and threw him out of the building. So, um, if you guys are organizing a, a concert within the trubie, you can please make sure securities know what they're doing, and um, um, they should allow allow, pe- allow people to stage dive. Obviously. Uh, the people from Grunspan, Grün- or not maybe not the people, but the securities were not aware of how a punk or a concert should take place. So that was not so nice. Another not-so-nice not, not thing to, um, happened at Fred Schlemmerich. I heard that um, two kuten were stolen from right inside Fred's. Um, some people left their kuten in some corner, um, went away, and so they um, somebody stole their kuten. And I can only uh, suggest and really, really ask you guys. To never ever uh, leave your kuten, your beloved kuten where you invest so much time and love in. Never leave them alone. Uh, always let them on your body. Maybe um, if you're feeling hot or filthy, then uh, maybe um, take your t-shirt or bra off below the jackets, but never ever leave your jackets alone. So, um, well, in case anybody likes them and they, since they are good looking, they, people will like them just uh, prevent them from being stolen and having all this trouble that goes along with it. Okay, so let's conclude uh, um, on a very positive note. I've um, fortunately found a nice piece of music which was given to me quite a few years ago by uh, Tubi, you can tell, Helsinki's finest Yves de Vil. She uh, did a song about Hamburg, it's called Hamburg City Boy. Uh, it's a song about uh, Turbihugend is here in Hamburg. It's a wave song. She wrote it for the Yugent, and you can really enjoy this one. It's not available on any disc or on any uh, record. It's just a song she did uh, for herself and she um, granted us to use it as the outro of this uh, month's um, Jugend podcast. So open up your ears and enjoy. Eve De Will from Tuba Jugend Helsinki.